Blog Talk Aloha, Radio. Welcome to Aloha, welcome to Saki Pictures. Happy Aloha Friday. You know what? All right. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. Happy Aloha Friday. You know what? Everybody in this film business knows that the second you sound, a helicopter goes by. The second you lock up a street, somebody wants to walk home from what they're doing. So it's just been one of those shows where for the first minute. And that's great because, like I said, filmmakers and musicians know, so we're not going to feel bad about it. Today we're here because we are taking a brief interview from our lovely film festival previews, wraps, reviews that we've been bringing you. And we are going to discuss a short film. Well, actually, it's playing at a film festival. So actually, we're not stopping our film festival uh, train that just keeps rolling through April uh, in a good way. It's our favorite month. So this film festival, we're going to let the guests get into talking to you about it. But we're here for a short film titled Iris. And we have... Uh, Cheryl McQueen. Um, I know Steve McQueen only had a son, uh, Mr. Dutch McQueen. That I don't even remember his name, but he's that cheesy guy in Karate Kid that's like, come on, Daniel, come on, what, make a move. You know, that really just horrific 80s acting sometimes that I think the Razzies didn't evolve then. Otherwise, almost every 80s movie would have swept them. Uh, then uh, we have Mr. Stephen David Brooks, who we've had on for Flytrap and Stephen David Brooks. Uh, I don't really know if a room of Hollywood writers could write more of a character. And I mean, that has a total compliment. Uh, friend of the show, friend of, I guess, just friend in general, uh, so, new associate. Um, and it was, it was cool that he uh, told me about this short film and that we're going to get to talk with the writer and producer. Uh, and I'm always excited. I, I love with all this stuff that's going on with female film, women filmmakers. What, I don't know what the proper word is nowadays. But um, when we have these filmmakers on, it's so cool because we get to see these, these new POV points of view. And we get to see these different stories uh, that we weren't seeing for so long. And, you know, right now I tell people, I go, some of... Uh, if you told me I could meet Spike Jones or Wes Anderson, um, I'd rather meet some of the uh, women directors that we've had on that have sent us films. And uh, we did a episode yesterday about one of the uh, female directors. Um, then, of course, we're taking a second here while the guests call in. Newport Beach Festival, please go into our archives yesterday and just take a quick look at, at what I reviewed uh, surfing music and a new film coming down the pike called The Archer that premiered at South by Southwest by one of my favorite, favorite filmmakers, Miss Valerie Weiss. With that, we're going to jump into this episode. And again, happy Aloha Friday. If I said it twice, oh well. Uh, here we go. Let's see who's calling in first. Is this Cheryl or Stephen? It's Stephen. Stephen, how Hello. are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Cheryl's calling right now. Okay. Wow, wow you're telepathic. <laughs> okay, hold <laughs> no, on. No, she texted Here, me. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. That's what great collaborators we are, is I know exactly oh. what she's thinking. No, that's good. I no, hey, I if I I, I appreciate that. Um welcome Cheryl. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem, no problem. Uh just so you know, I already let people know that you're 
uh, no reference. You're not related to Steve McQueen. Um, oh no, I'm. Not. I just wanted to make. <laughs> I just wanted to make a little joke about how that, how bad his son is in Karate Kid, and so I used you to set up the jokes. I just want to let you know when you hear this. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Cobra Kai. We gotta love the Cobra Kai. So, uh, who, who, Cheryl, why don't you? Um, I saw your short film Iris. And uh, I really enjoyed the script. Uh, short films have a tendency to, well, for the audience, have a tendency to not create any sense of suspense. You kind of know you got ending A, B, C, and D. So, you know, what, what got you going with this idea or prompted you to uh, take a shot at it? Or is this your first time doing it or... Um, yeah, so this was my first time uh, producing and writing a film, um, and it sort of started when I, or the idea sort of came to me when I had been attending a bunch of film festivals and watched a lot of short films and just always felt as a viewer that the films were, like, far too long for a short film, but also that, um, that you know, it wasn't... Uh, you know, there just, there wasn't enough at stake. So I sort of, I wanted to create something that was really quick, fast paced, um, you know, a high level of suspense that really sort of like got the audience's attention and then made them want to know more. Oh, okay. So kind of almost walking them to the cliff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, okay. Because see, that was, um, and I, and I, again, I don't mean this in any, it's not, it's in the best way. Um, there's so many short films that we see where they don't properly pull that off. And so I wasn't sure if it was going to be like something comical or something where like, you know, uh, this being your first film, you, you experienced it. And this is something that Steven would probably get a chuckle out of where you have three quarters of your movies done and then there's no money. So it's like, how are we going to finish the project? So the, you know, how the project ends up is just completely not having anything to do with the rest of the project. Um, so I was just hoping I, I, I knew from Steven's work that it wasn't going to be uh, you know, a three stooges, Mark's brother poke in the eye, but, um, I really wanted to, I really wanted to commend you for that because I was sitting there thinking and, and it, what's kind of tough about Vimeo is that sometimes if you forget to make it full screen, you see that there's a running time and you think, okay, well, this filmmaker's got 45 minutes to do something. And so I liked right. the way you just, the way you just explained that because it did leave me thinking, well, why do they care that she came in the bar? And I, I want to know why they care. So, uh, respectfully, Stephen, I was like, what, why did Stephen send me this? You know, like, did he send me this just so I would be upset because I don't know what happens next? Like, was this a, like a ploy? Was well, that no, your ploy, I Stephen? Mean, <laughs> no, the, I mean, the idea, with, the idea with anything, uh, particularly a short film, is you want to leave people wanting more. If you're answering all the questions in a five-minute short, then it's probably going to be a pretty boring short, and you're going to have a lot of exposition explaining things. Um, you know, and also, I mean, Cheryl can elaborate on this. It's also a setup for this. She has this whole world planned for this character. 
This is oh, just okay. a tease as to who Iris is. Okay. So there's more there's more of Iris to come. Oh, and, excellent. You know, okay. Yeah, so Cheryl can expand on that. Is, yeah, so I mean, yeah. essentially, it it was just supposed to, um, yeah, it was sort of supposed to, you know, again, create the the Iris's world, sort of show that to the audience and leave the audience wanting more. And then at this point, we now, you know, I have the pilot written, I have the whole series, I sort of knew where it was going to go. Um, so it was just, it was, you know, sort of creating a buzz around her. And then, you know, in the in the long term, we definitely have a future planned for her and for, you know, the show. Oh, okay. That makes that makes more sense because it was, it was perfectly left as um I mean, you guys you guys did a a perfect job of leaving me where uh I mean, that, that's the thing that I I sometimes tell filmmakers at festivals or when we promote a screening that's the show gets that joy of being able to watch something a second or third time. And so I'm always interested when I go and see something at a festival to hear what the audience has to say, because they obviously only got that one shot and they don't get to just rewind it and go, did I miss something or, and so I'm, I feel like I'm always kind of a, okay, I'm not a visionary, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a step ahead of the game because I can kind of go back and maybe try to answer a question, which I know I shouldn't do, but it's because I get a little bit too frustrated. And, and one of the first things that came to my mind was this has got to be something that's linked to much big, to a, a much bigger uh, ent- entity. So, um, Right, but also in it, in it, it, you know, in and of itself, just as a standalone piece, you know, my feeling is unless you're making a $250 million comic book movie where you have to answer all the questions, um, I think you can be a little bit ambiguous uh, with something of this length. And the fact that it made you think and made you ask questions is actually a success because then you're engaged. Right. If you didn't care mm-hmm. about the character, you didn't care about the story, you would have said, I don't care why she was in there. But you really, really want to know. Right. So that means right, yeah. we succeeded in drawing you into the story. Yeah, no, it was really. Um, I was, yeah. I mean, I'm not I, I won't really say much more, obviously, cause we want people to watch it. But, yeah, it was very um, that that those feelings, those emotions were drawn in as if I was you know, in the third act of something. And that was something that I really uh, wanted to compliment you on, uh, Cheryl, because, I mean, it's like, the, I mean, what's that famous saying, Stephen? Like, the first and third can be easy, but the second is the toughest. I didn't mean third act. I meant second act. I meant this would be, like, the point where the film would change. And so now what's the, what's the story here, Stephen? Um I, I know you had mentioned that you've never, uh, you haven't directed something you wrote. So how did this uh, collaboration come about? Yeah, it was. I, mean, I meant I've something you just, didn't write. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I've always just, I was always writing just to create something to direct, and I happened to be, was it Stage Thirty Two, Cheryl, where I found you? Um, yeah. Like exactly. Film, stage Thirty Two. Stage Thirty Two dot com, the film networking site. And I was just. I had just joined and I was looking around it 
and I just happened to find someone looking for a director. And I just and I was taken with. I think you had the tagline. It was Iris. She sees everything. And it was just a picture of an eye, if I remember correctly. You didn't even have the mm-hmm. poster yet at that point. And I go, oh, that's interesting. And something, you know, I, I've learned to trust my instincts. Something just said, click on this and check out what it is. So I looked at the pitch, and I thought, well, this just sounds really interesting. And uh, contacted Cheryl, sent my reels, all that, and we met. And I read the script, and we met, and we hit it off right away. Um, and so I was – I fell in love with the story and the script and I, I liked the fact that Cheryl was doing all the other work. I only had to wear one hat for once. She was starring, producing, and writing. So, uh, and, and it was also for me, my approach changed as well, right? When I write my own material, it's my vision through and through. I treated this more like the way episodic television works, where the writer-producer has the vision, and the director is there to help fulfill their vision and get it on the screen, which is exactly how I approach this. Um, so, I mean, the greatest compliment was when we had the final edit, and Cheryl looked and goes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, okay, this worked. Um, yeah, so... Well, you had said sh- you sent your reel, and you guys hit it off, and so my question is for Cheryl. Um, how... I just don't understand how you could hit it off so quickly with Steven. I mean, he's such a, he's such a pain to talk to. He's so non-personable. He's so full of himself. And you have to kind of sit there and go back and go, okay, it's L.A. I deal with these kind of jerks all the time. And then you can kind of segue into it. So what was your – Hashtag sarcasm. Hashtag sarcasm. Oh, that's true. That's right. Hashtag Paul Blue's had no credibility. Right. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. I forgot. No. Sorry. He, yeah, he is, I, like you know, he is. When I met him, I, 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 I thought I was, and I'm, and I've told, I've. This is a little bit of a twist on it. I had these little moments of like, is this like a cameraed camera thing where like, like they're seeing how you <laughs> react if somebody's this nice because it was just like, oh, if you need help with this and if you need this advice and it was just, I was just like, man, I know people for 15 years that didn't even offer me as much support as that guy I just had coffee bean with did. So yeah, what what was your impression? And again, that was a joke, sarcasm. Uh, so go yeah. ahead, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just I remember we, you know, we sort. Of, I had a day where I was just meeting with a bunch of directors, and you know, for me, I wanted to before I like had any discussion with anybody, I just sort of wanted them to read through the script, come back into the room, and sort of explain to me their vision. And I remember Steve walked in the office. I gave him the script. He left. He came back in, and he he basically said the exact vision that was in my head, but he said it out loud. So it was, it was that moment where I was like, "Oh, done. This is this is perfect." Um, you know, because it's it's we were fully on the same page without even discussing the story or discussing the script. You know, he had one pass over the script, and his vision was mine. So. Oh, okay. Now, how did how? Okay, this being your first film, well, first of all, uh, you're you're obviously a good person who who deserved a find a find like this. Um, I think, and it's not being negative, but a lot of people go down a short film road and they don't find that person they can click with. 
unless it's a film mm-hmm. school movie that they've known years or they don't have that really great thing. So, I mean, was there kind of days where you, you would just kind of like be in the process? I mean, I know it was, it was shot uh, quickly, but in the edit where you, you could kind of just look at yourself and be like, I'm like when Steven said he doesn't have to wear every hat, like that he, that so much was not there because you weren't having to deal with somebody that wants to bicker or that wants to say the budget goes somewhere else or that wants to question why you wrote this. And so what was that like for you as a first time filmmaker, not having to experience those things that a lot of first time filmmakers do? Um, well, I guess I don't know the, the I know, I, I'm sorry, I just asked, I'm sorry, um, that came out my, no, but it's it, like asking it was, how being was, married is, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it was, it was an incredible experience, but I think that was, the reason that it was an incredible experience was because I constantly felt like we were on the same page because we, we were, we communicated about everything. And I'm not an expert, and I don't claim to be. So, you know, I would ask Steve about, um, you know, post-production or his thoughts on what camera to use or, you know, anything. And he just, he was very, he was very willing to share his knowledge with me, which as a first-time filmmaker was, like, very much appreciated. Um, You know, because for me, it's a learning process. And he, you know, some people might, think of that in a competitive manner but Steve was so willing to to teach you know to teach me and to give and to sort of like explain anything if I didn't understand it um so he really you know he helped me learn along the way which I think made the pro- the process sort of seamless okay well now that's where I can chime in and correct the joke that I made where <laughs> that was what I left you know that was what I that was where I left um, you know, it, it was, you know, I've made the joke joke to Stephen before where it was that, you know, two non-arrogant Hollywood guys sitting on the corner of Ventura Boulevard having coffee. And maybe we mentioned Truffaut, but we didn't have our scarves on and our lattes. And uh, I do remember because uh, he had he had just given me thoughts and advice about the show and he had and there was some things off the record that he had offered to uh, just advice in it. And, and I, and I, like I said, I do remember leaving thinking like this guy actually genuinely cares about other artists. He's not trying to see what might be in it for him. He's uh, he, he really cares about art. And because that's what our show is, I was just so pleased to have met him. Um, And then it was even more serendipitous because I'd had a meeting before him and he happened to live like a mile and a half around the corner. So to me, it was like I was driving home thinking, which you might have, you had the same feeling like you said about your script. I was thinking, okay, there's a reason I met this guy. Like mm-hmm. it was just really, really cool. And uh, Stephen, please, you know, you, we both have to commend you the way you support other artists and give your time. I mean, it's yeah, a really fantastic thing. I mean, it's my philosophy that we're not, you know, a lot of directors are competitive with other directors, you know, and the truth is, and I have a lot of director, I have director friends and what they do, I wouldn't do. They have their own stories to tell, you know, so how can you compete with someone who's doing something different? I don't, it just makes no sense for me to compete with other artists. 
Yeah, I mean, what what is the uh, yeah? It's like Bob Marley says, "Rat race." I mean, what is what is the end piece right. of cheese that we're that 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 we're chasing now? Uh, something that I wanted to jump into is well, it's, it's an, an oster-shaped oh. piece of cheese. I can tell oh, you that. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> that, that's true. Call me Mickey Mouse. Made out Mouse. of that shiny, made out of that shiny metal. You know. Yes. As long as Warren Beatty doesn't have the envelope. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, well, that, that knowing my luck, he's your uncle or something, and you're going to hang up. Um, I'm sure Stephen has a story about how they like rode in a cab together or something. Um, no, I have. I've, I've met Warren several times. No, so I do, and that's why I say it. that wasn't his fault. I know that wasn't his fault. Oh no, of course I know. I, I yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't go on air and bash like one of the most powerful people in Hollywood or that knows everybody. Um, uh, so what I what I wanted to say was was. I apologize because this is something that I frequently do because Cheryl, you didn't know, but Steven knows that uh, I'm a movie motor mouth. I didn't jump into to <laughs> why we're actually here today to talk about Iris. The, the oh, screening in sure. Los Angeles. And yes. Yes. So fire away. Knock uh, me out. Tell me everything you want to tell me. Yeah, so this um, this coming weekend, on Friday, April 21st, we are screening at the Artemis Women in Action Film Festival, and this festival has been around now, it's in its third year, um, but within three years, they've really, they've just, you know, been growing rapidly. Um, they had a small article in Variety last week, um, and it's basically, you know, it's a, it's a festival that is centered around women, but specifically women in action roles and a lot of uh, women in stunts. Um, so it really it centers around um, females in Hollywood. So Iris was sort of the perfect fit. Um, so we're screening Friday, April 21st at 1025 at the Lemley's Monica Film Center in Santa Monica, um, where I believe actually, Steve, you screened before. Um, yes, fly trap for another festival. There. Yep. Yep. Um, nice. nice so theater. That, yeah, great theater. Um, and so you can buy tickets on the ArtemisFilmFestival.com website. Um, and so this will be this will be our first LA uh, screening, which is pretty exciting. We've had two screenings in New York, and then we also won a Platinum Remy Award at the World Fest Houston uh, Film Festival back in April 2016. So um, oh, it's, it's great. That's We're fantastic. finally bringing the film to L.A. Yeah. Well, that the Lemley is interesting to me because something that the show also does, Cheryl, Stephen knows about it, is that we just get basic uh, indie screeners um, that are going to open at the Lemley and whether it's the Wilshire or the Monica and the, the long story short, I had, I'd had a Sydney Lumet film, a Sydney Lumet documentary. And, and I was going to go and then like, I couldn't get a ride. And then we had a guest who was so inspiring. She's someone who I so wish could sit and have a talk with Steven because she's actually blind and is pursuing being a filmmaker. Um, wow. and I thought, well, you know, we had Ray Charles and we had Stevie Wonder, but I mean, still that's different ears. And I was so inspired by this guest and she invited me out to her screening at that theater where you guys are playing. And on the way to the theater, I had a, uh, an epileptic episode. So 
and then I'm I'm booked at an event. Otherwise, I told Stephen I would be there because I would love to meet you, Cheryl, and support the film. And so it's like this theater to me seems like this great elusive like trip to Mecca. Like I, I'm gonna have to like plan for it a year in advance, you know, and and get everything in order and make sure all the health is fine, and then be like, okay, I'm going to the Lemley Monica. So uh, we do uh, talking pictures. A quick thing here. On a side note, Talking Pictures, we have mentioned some other films playing the night of this, but we want to let you know that you obviously know there's multiple cities and you're in multiple places. So if if you listen to a few shows and go, hey, they've told us to watch three films Friday night, please check them all out. We're, uh, we're not taking away from anything else. Um, so, uh, so again, um, I guess this is a, a great question. Um, because I'm so good at what I do. Uh, what is, uh, okay, that was a bad joke. What, what is the, uh, <laughs> I know it's like, no laughs. It's like, hello, tap mic. Did anybody, um, did, uh, what does it, I mean, you've had some screenings, but now that it's LA, like, and you just kind of explained how fun, cool it is to be in LA, but to, to, to whatever degree you want to be personal, what does it feel like in your gut that it's like, I have a movie playing in LA, in a theater, in a big screen, in a time where it's like you just make it to Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's um, you're asking me, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Well, yeah. Well, also, yeah, you know, it's, Cheryl, it's, you you could talk about how it's screened in New York, your hometown, right? Yep, exactly. So we As screened well. in New York, and that that was a big deal. But I guess I I don't. It's funny when I'm in LA, I don't. You know, it's like things sort of like lose perspective. You know, oh, I just finished writing a pilot, and like, it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, it's all very exciting, but I did, I don't really feel it until like this week. You know, when I'm, when I'm with my family or when I'm with my friends that I grew up with, and I tell them about it, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> to them, it's right. you know, it's a big deal. Um, so it's like, I, you know, in reality, I know that it's a big deal, but it's like I also like. I see, you know, the end goal and I see, you know, this is like one hurdle that I, you know, I want to just keep going and keep creating and keep, you know, making films. Um, so I definitely, I, you know, see it as just sort of like one step in like the long path. Right. It is, do you have another kind of art background that, that, or is it just that you've always wanted to do a film? Is there something like, I know how sometimes there's people that do plays and then they want to venture into a film or a musician and they kind of yeah, want to see well, where. I used to actually, I went to school for fashion. So I studied um, fashion design and also like the business side of fashion. So buying and all of that. Um, and I did some personal shopping and some styling. So I definitely have always liked using the creative side of my brain. I just, you know, when I sort of found, discovered acting and discovered filmmaking, really found that, like, that's the way that I want to, you know, execute my creativity. And you notice how well-dressed all the characters were. I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say. It was like watching, you thought, you probably thought, wow, Tom Ford directed that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well I, 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 was, I was going to say there, that what, when she mentioned it, it did pop out of my mind. There was a suit a guy had on that I made a note to pay attention to the second time I watched it. 
And <laughs> in the most appropriate way, I was like, wow, this lead character just looks amazing. Like more so than just we threw on what, what we told her to like, you know, since this is your first short film, but Steven will, will, will know this when they say, you know, bring your own costumes or, you know, don't get that shirt dirty because we might need it for two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, I definitely, I like, you know, I, I definitely communicated, you know, with everybody from background to, you know, my own wardrobe. And I sort of, I wanted to know exactly what everybody was, you know, what they had in their closets and what we needed. And I sort of, I, you know, I, I believe that like any part of the story that like, you know, wardrobe obviously can either enhance it or not. So I definitely wanted to, you know, pay attention to that. Okay. This has given me a whole new um, appreciation and understanding because I, I, I simply love when someone comes at it from a different department um i i wish you know i'm i'm maybe you've met some steven but i've met so many grips that they don't even like films so i'm just like well why have you worked on 25 films and they're like 500 dollars a day buddy i'm like okay i guess that makes sense i'm like i'm like but i remember i was paying on a set i said but you should at least like one film like what's one film that you like own why would I buy a DVD? I said, well, why the hell would you carry that big thing that weighs 200 pounds with four guys and you guys have no knees and no back and your neck's torn? And <laughs> anyways, uh, sorry, like just script, script. Is that, I love that, because they always have the beer, but it's like, um, so <laughs> I'm sorry, Cheryl, you know pardon what? my. I, I, you know, not, I found the exact opposite for some reason. I've worked on shows where an electrician will come up to me and start talking to me about the cinema of, you know, uh, like some obscure French director or something. I actually find there are a lot of cinephiles working on groups. You must have hit the people who just don't, who aren't, because I've found quite a few who actually love the idea that they're a small part of creating this magic. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess all generalizations are bad, but yeah, that see, I I I guess it was because I went in there on the few shows that I did as a PA, thinking everyone there is just going to want to talk Truffaut all day, or I can go up to craft services and they're going to want to talk about Annie Hall and Hannah and her sisters, or you know, Breathless, and and right. it would just be like they just want to talk about the extra that just walked by in the tight pants, or that respectfully, Cheryl. Or they want well, to talk about who's, who's, yeah, right. who's in the beer there's afterwards or where the party is. When I was Pardon? a PA, nobody talked to me about Truffaut either. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Well, so I think that's well, that, what it was. Well, that was back in the 50s. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, right. I loved – oh, there's a great question. Cheryl, what was it like to uh, – to be working with someone in your brain, even though this was your first time working with someone, just the amount of experience Stephen has. I mean, like just looking at that resume and just going like, wow, like this is, how do I even, uh, how do I even get on the baseball field with this picture? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, from the moment I met him, I definitely felt very lucky. Um, and, you know, but I just, it's like, it's just like everything sort of aligned that day, you know, when we met and he, he was on board, I was on board and it just all sort of worked. Um, but 
you know, it was, I mean, it's incredible working with him because throughout the process, I just feel like I learned so much, you know, again, going back to, you know, him being very generous with like his knowledge and just explaining, you know, any little thing that I had a question about. Um, so it's just, it was, yeah, it was a, it was a great process and I obviously respect him a lot and would love to work with him again. And I did, I do remember saying on, when you showed up on set, because we shot in one day, we showed up on set like seven in the morning, whatever. And because Cheryl's the writer, Cheryl's the producer, Cheryl's the star, Cheryl's the costumer, Cheryl's like hiring the crew. I mean, Cheryl's doing everything, right? Wait a minute. I remember. No, and I remember saying to her. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I remember. I remember saying to her, um, "Today, I just want Cheryl, the actress." Let everyone else handle all the other stuff because I just know from experience from wearing multiple hats that it takes away from the main job you have. And she did that reluctantly. She did it. And she, <laughs> and she concentrated on the acting. Well, because she'd been involved in everything. You can't, it's not easy to throw it away all of a sudden. But it was it's yeah, critical that I, day. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's critical that I only have Cheryl the actress on the day when we're shooting. Oh, okay. Now, one thing that I want to clear up because has has this like is on a couple second time delay. So sometimes uh, accidentally the the sound obviously goes over each other. So when I was ah. talking about how good looking the actress was, I was just talking about Cheryl. Yes, you didn't realize Did that I was really Cheryl. Just, Oh God! Thank God I didn't say something worse. Oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I had well, to. she did. I mean, I mean, to her credit, I mean, when she came out of makeup and hair, and and I and I and I first saw her through the camera, she did look different. You know, which which no, which the the the, the terrific actors always do. You know, if you meet Robert De Niro, he doesn't look like that until you put him in front of a camera, and then it's Robert De Niro. It's very much like that. So I can easily, I'm not making a joke, I can see how you would miss that because you saw Iris the character. Right. Well, no, I mean, I just, saw her the yes, I just saw her picture yesterday. So, um, but yeah, that's totally true. And what, a fant- what an amazing job. I mean, uh, to, uh, t- I, I mean, when you saw Flytrap, um, Cheryl, that guy, uh, Jonah, the creepy guy, uh, this is another thing that I, I'm sure Stephen wouldn't just boast about himself, but that guy Jonah is, I mean, he is probably the nicest person I've met on the planet. Like you, you, yeah. you kind of almost get exhausted by how nice he is. You're just like, come on, be in a bad mood once, Jonah. And so <laughs> that was like, you know, he's like, hey, brother, what's up, brother? And And it's like, just so and so when I saw that movie like I for a while didn't recognize him and so that's when uh Jonah said to me that's when I thought okay I know before I met Steve I thought I know I'm really going to meet someone that knows how to do here do something here because he made me afraid of the guy that I think needs to be depressed one day um (laughs) so with that we're coming down into the last six minutes or so so let's do all the social media plug and one more hit of the of the screening info yeah so we're um it's the artemis women in action film festival it's this friday april 21st at 10 25 p.m 
at the Lemley's Monica Film Center. Um, and you can buy tickets. I believe they're very reasonably priced at uh, ArtemisFilmFestival.com. And you can follow um, any sort of film festival happenings on my Instagram, which is at McQueen on Instagram. Okay. And anything that you'd like to say, Mr. Brooks? Uh, no, Cheryl is also handling all the social media for this, so I got nothing. Cool. And we do want to let <laughs> people know that the actress is really, really hot that's in it. Um, <laughs> the, Why, thank you. <laughs> I feel so dumb that I just complimented her. I mean, honestly, I really apologize. I, I would not say something like that to a guest, or so please know, like, we're... No, Steve, you know, okay. Stephen would hang up vouch for that I'm not that creepy. Um, we, we, well, we there is, to, you know, there is the alternate, there is the alternate tagline for Iris. You know, there's the tagline, she sees everything. And then there's also the other yes. one, which is pretty deadly. Oh. Yes. <laughs> you so, know, I liked, I really liked go. that tagline by the anyways, but that's enough. That's a great alternate. That's very, yeah. That, wow. Those are, those are some, that's, yeah. She sees everything because that, you know, I just want to say one last thing here was, wait, I can't say it. That would be a spoiler. But that is that, that <laughs> now that I, uh, you know, I, I, I tell filmmakers this because they'll think that I'm not paying attention or I'm being a lazy host, but I'll kind of do a round robin of only looking at basic press kit information because I don't want to have a bias to a story or a log line or someone that's in it. And so I, I, and I also want that experience of kind of not knowing like, uh, you know, so I get the basic info and I've had guests that have asked me like, did you even read? And I'm like, well, you wouldn't have gotten that review you did if I knew that so-and-so was going to appear and I can't stand him. So I probably wouldn't have even watched your films. <laughs> like, so, right. um, that's what was so great was that you did congratulations to you. Uh, you did complete everything um, that a short film should. And I know you had uh, Steven with you, but from, from laying that groundwork and all the stuff you did and then even acting in it, I mean, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're on this first shot, just kudos to you and, and the show wishes you all the success with this. And of course, thank Steven you so knows much. Oh, you're totally, you're totally welcome. Steven knows this, but I have, I have to tell every guest you're, we now consider you a part of the show's family tree. So anytime you want to come back, if you want to review a film, talk on a panel, if you have your next film, if, uh, just let me know, you know how to contact me and you know, it's, uh, we want people to want to come back and not cause their PR rep made them or told them to, we just, we want to have everybody feel like a family and come here to, you know, talk films and stuff. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. And if anybody has any questions, they can also um, go to iristhemovie.com and submit questions through that site. What an awesome idea that I'm going to admit on air right here that I am going to take from you from our website. Can I have a, can I have an okay on that? Oh Yeah. That is so brilliant because we we keep putting out, I'm sure Steven's seen it a few times on Facebook. Hey, what film do you want reviewed? We'll review your favorite film and no one responds, but, but we're doing our new website. And I just thought that is brilliant. Do you want to have a panel or do you want to, 
bicker about a director or thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me and letting me steal an idea from you. This was a, this was a double header for me. We're all in this together. There's no, I agree. Yes. Well, thank you, Stephen, for telling me about this and thank you for your time, Cheryl. And, uh, you know, the deal, we get everything in order and I'll have the link to you guys as, uh, as soon as possible. All right. Thank Thank you so much. Great chat. Have a have a wonderful weekend and be safe. All right, right, you you too. too. All right, aloha. Bye. Bye. And that was the Happy Aloha Friday edition of Talking Pictures. It is always wonderful to have a first time filmmaker on, and it is always wonderful to, even though we've only done it once, to have Mr. Stephen David Brooks on because I just love that guy. So thanks, you guys. That's going to wrap it up for me, no matter whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, or I don't even know if there's another time of day. Make sure and watch a good movie. And most of all, spread some peace.